0: Good evening and as always I want to thank you tonight uh, for watching uh, this devotion. Uh, I want to thank you for listening if it is uh, later or uh, watching listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate uh, you watching and uh, listening and I always pray that it is a help to you in your walk with the Lord And you're growing in your faith. And uh, we started um, to look uh, through, excuse me, uh, David's uh, deathbed instructions, uh, the things that mattered most to him on his deathbed. And we looked at how he first told Solomon to don't forget the Lord and don't forget his word and don't forget his uh, leadership and instruction in in life and uh, hopefully that is your desire and my desire that those who are going to come behind us would hear the word of God, would listen to the word of God and apply the word of God. And then we looked uh, that next we looked at how he had uh, given him this promise from God that if he would uh, do what God had said, that he would always have a son on the throne. And we looked at how that even though Solomon was not faithful, Solomon's descendants were not faithful, that God was faithful. And that God uh, placed uh, his son, Jesus Christ, a son of David on the throne and will forever reign. On the throne of Israel. And we talked really a lot about that idea that God is faithful even when we're not. And hopefully that encourages you, not gives you a license to sin, but is a wonderful reminder that God loves you and that he cares about you. And so tonight, David begins to give instructions on how to put things right and how to right some wrongs that had been done. Uh, Because most of us know that there is a need to follow God. There is a need to trust God. But we live in a world where it seems that things are not always fair. Where those people who love God, excuse me, serve God, uh, get diagnosed with some disease that just doesn't seem fair or someone who is kind and compassionate is betrayed by someone. And so we have to ask ourselves that a lot in our lives and we've seen it. But what we see tonight is that David is teaching us a principle, that everything in the end will be right. Everything in the end will be dealt with. The Bible talks about that as a couple of different ways. One of these days, because I am saved, because Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of my life, I am going to stand before God and be accepted into heaven, not because of who I am or because of what I've done, but because of who God is. And so even though I didn't deserve it and I couldn't earn it, God freely gave me salvation. But on the other side of that equation is the Bible talks about the great white throne judgment, where all people who are lost, will stand before God and be judged for their sins, for rejecting Jesus Christ and his free gift of salvation. And they will spend an eternity in hell. It doesn't matter how much they've accumulated in this life or how much fame they have earned. They will reap what they have sowed. And so that's the wonderful thing about God is he is He justifies, he sanctifies, he forgives us, but he also punishes evil. And so David gets specific in how Solomon should treat some people as a response to how they had treated David. So it starts in verse five and says, "'Moreover, you know what Joab, the son of Zariah, did to me, and what he did to the two commanders of the army of Israel.'" to Abner the son of Ner, and Amasa the son of Jether, whom he killed. And he shed the blood of war in peacetime, and put the blood of war on his belt that was around his waist, and on his sandals that were on his own feet. Therefore do according to your wisdom, and do not let his gray hair go down to the grave in peace. You see, Joab was the commander of David's army, was a faithful man to David and a family member to David but Joab had some jealousy problems and he had some anger problems and if you remember he murdered Abner in a in a uh uh he murdered Abner in a in a, in a uh oh my goodness gracious in a alley for what he had done to his brother and and he also had uh uh killed Amasa after uh, there was a, in 2 Samuel chapter 20. And so David says he has to be punished for what he did. I did not punish him for whatever reason, but you need to right that wrong. And we'll look here later that he did. In verse seven though, it says, but show kindness to the sons of Barzillia the Gilead and let them be among those who eat at your table. For so they came to me when I fled from Absalom your brother. When Absalom thro- stole the throne from David and David ran out of town and had to hide and, and took his men and fled, uh, these men were kind to him. They they were uh, good to David. And and David says, be good to his family because of his goodness to me. David is saying, right what is owed. He goes on in this passage of scripture and says, and see you have with you Shimei, the son of Gerah, a Benjamite from Bahurim, who cursed me with malicious curse the day I went to Mahanaim. But he came down to meet me at the Jordan, and I swore to him by the Lord, saying, I will not put you to death with a sword. Now, therefore, do not hold him guiltless, for you are a wise man, and know that you ought to do to him, but bring his gray hair down to the grave with blood. So David says, I promised this man I wouldn't kill him for what he had done, but you should, because what he did was worthy of death. And so David is just putting some practical things in place. He is righting some wrongs. He is rewarding some right behavior. And he is just making sure that everything is in order. Because here in verse 10 it says, So David rested with his father and was buried in the city of David. The period that David reigned over Israel was forty years. Seven years he raised in Hebron, and in Jerusalem he reigned 33 years. Then Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingdom was firmly established. You see, we look into the word of God tonight, and you say, Jake, how does this apply to me? I'm glad that you asked. One, it applies to you and I, because so many times we want to take vengeance, or rewards, or getting even into our own hands. You say, Jake, well, if you knew what they said about me, you would want to get get the truth out there. Or Jake, if you knew what they have done to me, you would know I wanted to get revenge. But we have to just trust that God sees everything. God sees when we're mistreated. God sees when we're brokenhearted. God sees when we've been wronged. God knows, and God promised to make it right. Someone asked me one time, Jake, why does God say that vengeance is his and not ours? Well, the reason I believe that is is because we don't know what the future holds. We don't know if that person truly has repented of their sin. We don't know if that person did it all on purpose or if it was done on an accident. And so if God alone knows the heart and God alone knows the person, then he should be the judge. You see, I'm thankful that God gives me grace and mercy, that not everyone I has wronged gets to judge me because many times we hurt people and we wrong people, not because we meant to, but because of a sinful moment or a, an accident. And so thankfully, God knows your heart. God knows if you're going to repent. God knows if that person be extended grace and mercy will change their life. So he does it. And so tonight, don't lose hope when you feel wrong, when you feel abandoned, when you feel that you're alone because God has not forgotten you. Trust him. He will punish. He will reward you just worry about being right with him in every situation and trust him in what he's going to do. So as always, thank you for watching tonight. I pray that the Lord would bless you and would provide for you and just be good to you in every single way. And so thank you for watching and I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.